It's episode 19, the A-side of Do You Follow Podcast. And today's date is March 16th. And I'm Juliette J. Delphine on Instagram. I'm at Rachel Jo Silver. And we are the hosts of Do You Follow, a podcast on social media marketing where we answer your questions on riddles about content, social media, launching a new business, and how to talk to an audience about it. Anything that you have a question on in the world of social, we are your gals to answer them. You want it? We got it. Today we talk about, I already forgot, um, (laughs) we had a question from someone who works for a publishing brand Mm -hmm. whose namesake is an individual, is a personality, and they want to know how can they, how should they, and if yes, how to introduce other personalities. Mm -hmm. We got a question about... A very um, ominous question about, is organic social disappearing? Dun, dun, dun. And Um, with paid social... What do, you, what do you do? What are the KPIs yeah, do with that, do? with brand awareness? So we kind of rant a little bit on that because... Yeah. We have feelings. Organic social is not dead, guys. It's not dead. You're just yeah. not doing... Fake news. Enough. Um, and we also answer a, a question that I'm sure is on everyone's... About promiscuity. Yes. <laughs> NSF dubs social media. <laughs> Basically... Am I slutty on Instagram? And it's not what you we think. We don't. It's not what you think. <laughs> so um, take a listen. We're going to jump into the questions on the A side. Talk to you later. Okay. We got some really good cues this week. Yeah. Really um, good. We're actually going to do. like amazing. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't mean to like continue to toot our own horns. Yeah. But we but are. But like the caliber <laughs> of brands mm-hmm. and publishers that are sending us questions gives me all the fifis, as all you would fee-fees. say. All the fifis, all the fifis, which is feelings, feelings. If you didn't know, if you didn't know. <laughs> okay, so um, this is anonymous. This but from is good. yeah, from someone <laughs> we really heart. <laughs> okay, so this person works um, in the publishing world, and um, she's at a publication in which there is a personality behind the brand. The publisher. Like the name of the media company is the name Mm -hmm. of a human. Correct. That said, they don't have unlimited access to this personality after which the publication is named. Um, And on top of that, there's so much more than just this personality. They do kind of a lot more besides that. Mm -hmm. Um, But of course, this person realized that this personality is really the big draw and why they have such an audience. Right. So the question is, when you're working with a personality as your brand, is it okay to have other personalities or does that dilute the brand? And should you approach social in a different way? So I think like taking a step back, even from this particular circumstance where the person who asked us the question you know, as an editor or like an employee of this Mm -hmm. brand whose namesake is a personality, I think all brands should have more personalities. Agreed. You know, um, I think, you know, in the, er, Birchbox was genius about this, right? In the earliest days of Birchbox, Katya and Molly and Haley did all of like 
the Birchbox videos. And then as the team grew, they introduced drew, introduced more personalities, you know, mm-hmm. um, of which we, we ended up being some. But, like, I think that was really smart and a big big part of why people love Birchbox. They love yeah. getting that beautiful box in the mail. Mm-hmm. But, like, they liked Katya and they liked Haley and they liked Molly and they mm-hmm. liked Juliet and Lorelai and us and mm-hmm. Deepika. And, like, look what, you know, mm-hmm. did with Deepika. So exactly. I, I believe in that. And I think that there's so much content out there and there's so many products out there and there's so much competition that um mm-hmm. you could you can end up getting lucky and just be like the breakaway product or the breakaway brand but you have a much better shot of that mm-hmm. um if you have a personality yeah um I think and, what you need to do up front I am all for this I think yeah so like having a personality is the namesake sure that's the draw and that person should be involved in like you know some capacity that is meaningful, but having other people to kind of be this sort of like board of personalities is really important. You Mm -hmm. just have to communicate to your audience who they are and like what is going on essentially. Yeah. And you have to do it. And so to be clear, like, I don't think it's, um, it's not about like formally introducing Mm -hmm. people and having some like page on your site where it's like here are our personalities like that's not how it works no one's ever going to go to that page guys Mm -hmm. it's consistency and Mm -hmm. authenticity and that those personalities talk about your brand outside of your branded content so Mm -hmm. this is like the biggest thing so if you have um your namesake is this individual you know like um Kathy the famous cook, okay? And like your magazine's called Kathy and it's <laughs> Kathy the cook magazine and Kathy the cook whatever. Mm-hmm. But then you have like Tara from the test kitchen and Betty from the bakery. Like Betty from the bakery has to talk about on her personal Instagram that she works for Kathy the cook. Mm-hmm. And there's got to be pictures of her with Kathy the yeah. cook. And Kathy the cook's got to like introduce her. It can't just be like in content your brand shoots like introducing her. Like right. it has to be real. And uh-huh. when we used to interview people at Birchbox like for the content team, we'd be like part of your job is that you have to be in content and you have to be active on your personal Instagrams and if that's not a good fit for you then this role isn't a good fit yep. for you. Mm-hmm. And like remember when BuzzFeed laid off all those people cuz they basically were like getting too famous. Yeah. And they like didn't want them to have their yes. own brands <laughs> and I think it's like a major major um, mistake mm-hmm. on the part of the brand because like you're right they might leave you one day yeah and they might become famous because of you but it's only going to make you people love you more like totally um look at lucy fink on refinery yeah like, that's so well done and so smart totally um but also like when juliet and i were brainstorming about like other personalities like um the first one that really came to mind was like Oprah, you Oprah. know, like Gail was like a character on Oprah, yeah. and Dr. Phil was a character on Oprah, and like, mm-hmm. even though it was Oprah's name, like everyone got to know Dr. Phil. Like, yep. it's totally doable. It just mm-hmm. has to be authentic and real. And mm-hmm. you said something really smart about um, the way they get introduced, and like, um, you used a good word. I before forget we what said, I said. You that were was saying so that profound. like Oprah had to like introduce Dr. Phil and like. Gain mm-hmm. weight to it, you know, like yeah. She, oh, to like validate, validate, to validate the fact word. that these people are associated with this like big personality draw that is the name of the publisher, or whatever. The first like she's sort of vetting yeah. them. Like in Birchbox, like the first time I ever did a Birchbox um, sneak peek, mm-hmm. I was like with Katya or Haley. I don't remember. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. you bring in one person exactly. at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. 
And I think that's like really, Mm -hmm. really important. Um, Mm -hmm. Reese Witherspoon does a really good job with this on Draper James. So like there's all kinds of other people on the Draper James Instagram, but like Reese is on there enough times that like she gives, she validates Draper James. And and then in addition, those, those people, Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think of of other like really big names that have come out of like, Mm -hmm. um, we Martha Stewart, like I can't remember. Um, there were like designers and like other um, like chefs who like became famous like because of Martha Stewart. Yeah. Um, like who like name I can't remember, but like Darcy Miller, who's uh-huh. the editor in chief of Martha Stewart mm-hmm. Weddings, is like very well known in weddings and like is famous in her own right. But like became so by being an editor in chief of a magazine who had someone else's yeah. name, like. Mm-hmm. But then whenever you were on her social, or even when she was doing this before social, like, she was out in the world talking about Martha. Yeah, exactly. You know, and Martha would, you know, talk about her. And I think that's, um, mm-hmm. that's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, yeah, so we recommend it. You should all, absolutely, you should always push for more access to this person. Like, that's what you have. That What's your competitive advantage? What you should always be yeah. thinking of. And, like, you have access to that person and nobody else does. So, like push as hard as you can for more yeah. access mm-hmm. make best friends with that person's assistant mm-hmm. is my advice yeah totally um, I also think if there's you know a lot more content and sort of like verticals that you offer within this publication right you could think about this sort of like group of people who are representing the brand as having niches so like right. for beauty exactly. for example like if you're like the natural hair expert, if you're like yeah. the girl with, who's like really good at red lipstick yeah. and like makeup, and yeah. then there's like the skincare person, totally. like you could think about having those kind of niches, but they're mm-hmm. all under the umbrella of this one person. I mean, I sort of hate to use this example, but like whatever, I believe in like honesty and transparency. I mean, Ipsy was really good. At, Michelle yep. Fan was really mm-hmm. good at this. Like mm-hmm. Michelle Fan was, you know a global phenomenon she brought these other up-and-coming youtubers into ipsy Mm -hmm. she validated them i love that word that you used and now they're all megastars desi perkins and Mm -hmm. i can't think of any of their names they're all these like beautiful women who all look exact they're all like ambiguously ethnic and they all look identical (laughs) and they're like stunning um yeah but like they did a great she did a great job yeah. with that. She like, used like, her Ipsy. star power. And then by the end, Michelle Pham wasn't even like she a big even, part yeah. of Etsy. And I was thinking of Glossier totally. also where it's like... I was Emily thinking of that too, yeah. So I think Glossier is like one of those one in a million things where it's just like it took off. If you weren't doing as well as Glossier, like you almost don't need individuals, mm-hmm. you know, because people are just so obsessed with Glossier and it's like... I don't think any individual who works for Glossier is, like, famous, but they have Emily, and they can always come back to Emily if they yeah. need her. Mm-hmm. If they ever started, like, stop being yeah. such a rocket, I'm sure they would lean back more, like, right. on Emily. But, like, they had that as, like, a launching off place. And also their Glossier reps are this, like, yeah, army yeah, of people yeah, who are it's almost, they, like... like Th- that is validation in some ways. Hundred like, yeah. You know, I was an early Glossier rep, and I like have that on my Instagram bio, mm-hmm. and it's like meaningful. So people yeah. kind of like trust you more. Totally. Um, so yeah, I think the short answer, yes, it can be done, and more brands and publications should be doing it. Totally. Um, and it's just about communicating and like being clear with your audience, like who those people are and doing it in a way that is, you know, 
integrated with that personality. And then they just, the key, the most important thing is that they have to go talk about you on their own social and they have to want to, if they're not someone who like Mm -hmm. takes to Instagram to share beauty tips, then they should not be a beauty spokesperson for your brand. Mm -hmm. It has to be like 360. Yeah. has to be authentic. That's Um, a really important piece that I think I see like a lot of, um, kind of more traditional media companies will like fail in this way. Like they think, Oh, we have like the best, um, you know, cake expert for Martha Stewart weddings or whatever. And that person just doesn't really talk about the fact that they're associated with that brand in other capacities. Right. Or like the thing is that influencer has more clout. You might have be bigger mm -hmm. in like a traditional sense, but like people care about them more than you. Like Mm -hmm. people care about individual influencers so much more than like brands. And like, listen, we think about that with love stories TV. That's why Juliet and I like, do love stories TV and chill. That's why we like live stream our since you asked podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why we like make a point to when Caitlin posts stuff on Instagram to like tag herself and say her name. So you know, who's writing it. Like yeah. people care about people and they want to know like who's behind something. Who's, exactly. whose advice am I taking? Yeah. You know, like, um, people care about people more than brands. Agree. Cool. Good question. Good one. I like that. Me too. Um, okay, next question. In a world, <laughs> in a world, in a world where it seems that organic social is disappearing, <laughs> this is such an intense question. Yeah. I love it. How do you recommend utilizing paid social to help build a brand? There's always pressure to see a return on your ads, but sometimes to use them for a brand building moment that won't directly drive to sales. What KPIs are important when it comes to brand awareness? And is this something you should put paid support behind? Yeah, I mean, I started advocating for this years and years ago, like Mm -hmm. as Facebook ads and Instagram ads and it became so easy, is like you need to do a cost-benefit analysis. Like is it better for your brand to have another marketing or social media associate or is it better to spend half of their salary on paid social by pushing out your best content? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the former is like, um, you know, a more efficient way to do it. Um, so, you know, we think about that a lot at Love Stories TV, like we're a really, really small lean team. And so we are, um, publishing tons of real wedding videos to our Facebook and our Instagram and our YouTube. Mm -hmm. And several times a week, Caitlin is featuring one, uh, wedding film, one love story on our blog, the highlight reel. And we look at which ones are the top performers and we put, for us, it's like very lucky. I mean, not lucky. It's like why we did this category, but wedding content specifically real wedding videos perform so well on social so we can put very little amounts of money behind our organic content and it gets so much more reach and traffic back to our site than Mm -hmm. if we hired three associates to just create three times as much content like don't be afraid to use money instead of a human Mm -hmm. if it makes more sense so so I think one is like I think paid sometimes has like a dirty reputation it's like what does that even mean anymore it's like Facebook isn't for brands, Facebook is not a social network. It's like an advertising platform. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can have organic advertising or paid advertising. Mm-hmm. And I think the same thing with Instagram, the same thing with YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, I d- also, though, I'm sorry, I don't think like organic social is disappearing. It just means like you're not doing a good enough job. Like yeah. there's brands who Beauty Blender doesn't put any mm-hmm. money behind any of their social content. Yeah. Glossier, I don't think, puts any money. Like it just means aren't obsessed enough with what you're yeah. doing like be honest be, we can't all be glossier and beauty blender but like 
be honest with yourself. And like the thing is, you could get great ROI on just doing Facebook ads as, as the business model for your brand. But if you don't have a brand that resonates with people and has like legs across right. like any platform or medium, then it's not going to last. They're not going to come out to in-person events. No. They're not going to um, like participate in like brand campaigns. Like sometimes I'll see, I saw this, like, I'm not going to call it which brand this was, but they had this like they were like trying to get people engaged on this thing for international women's day. And they have like a pretty big account and people were just like not engaged. Cause people just like don't love that brand, you know? And it like bummed me out I'm a little. I'm so curious which brand I'll tell it you is. Later. Um, so <laughs> also, okay. I'm going to yeah. quote Gary V. Always. He, he has said for like, I don't know, the past like two years, Facebook ads are still the most effective way to spend your like. That's what I'm saying. It's so and much, Instagram influencers, is, right? So in, influencers too. So you there to say yeah. to me, time about it offline is like paid. Like what does paid even mean? Yeah, you know what I mean. Social. If you're we talked about this, I think last week, like if we were launching a new brand or mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, like. Also, just because you're paying an influencer doesn't mean they don't already, like, love you. Like, I'm sorry, no, yeah. I don't think talk about something Navy every week, <laughs> but something Navy's pregnant right now, and she keeps posting That's pictures right. with her in Lay's potato chips because she's, like, pregnant <laughs> and she wants Lay's potato chip chips, and she keeps joking. She's like, Lay's, you should literally be sponsoring me, and, yeah. like, Lay's, you should be sponsoring her. Like, if they start putting A money behind promoting those posts to hit more people or paying her to create more content, like, it... it it's not like it doesn't mean it's shallow or inauthentic. She mm-hmm. literally was talking about them like before. I yeah. Mean, I just think paid sometimes. What does paid even mean? I know. It's, like, stop using that word. Yeah. You should, like, it, it's just, um, it's you want to create marketing. good content. <laughs> you want it to reach more people. You want it to have the right call to action. Yes. If other people are creating good content about you, you want that to reach more people. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and sometimes you can reach more people by building up a massive organic following and sometimes you can reach more people by having like a small but super engaged following and then mm-hmm. reaching more people um through paid and then you know some of them will trickle down to be that super engaged mm-hmm. you know base mm-hmm. so so let's talk about the like specific kpis for something like this for brand awareness what do you think are the most important ones well i don't even know where to start brand awareness I mean if you're talking about okay we know who sent this question so we know it's from like a retailer mm-hmm. um, I mean it's like listen it's the same way you talk about listen how do you measure your television commercials okay mm-hmm. if you turn on television commercials and all of your bottom funnel marketing becomes more efficient mm-hmm. then your TV commercials are working yeah. you know if you do a massive like cross country road trip and all of a sudden like your bottom funnel marketing channels are becoming more mm-hmm. efficient or you're selling online more of the product that's featured in the massive road trip than like mm-hmm. your brand awareness is working yeah you know what I mean um how does anyone measure brand awareness totally you know it's not like a specific kind of KPI that you can like I also think what this person is really asking about is like brand loyalty and like love you know what I mean like it's like if you have some content or like a campaign that you think is really going to make people understand and love Mm -hmm. your brand more yeah should you pay for it to reach more people yes and then see like yeah comments are a great way to measure like brand, mm-hmm. you know, top of funnel content. Yeah. Like, is it, um, or not top of funnel, but like more like, uh, non shopping content. Yeah. You know? It's always like the te- natural tension and like trying to find the synergies between performance marketing and brand marketing. Mm-hmm. And like, 
Right. You can't have one without the other. If you're like too focused on one, the other is going to mm-hmm. drop. So like you have to think about them together as part of like campaigns and not be like too reliant or focused on like specific metrics that are associated with each one. Yeah. I just think you can't be running a a media publisher today or the content arm of a retailer without your own budget to put towards your content reaching more Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. on Facebook Instagram, YouTube, and potentially Snapchat if... Um, and influencers. And influencers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Totally. Mm-hmm. All right. All Um Oh, we had one more. Oh, okay. Okay. I liked this question a lot. Oh. Um, okay, the question is... <laughs> oh, this is so <laughs> this funny. This is an anonymous question, too. This is an This person says... I'm kind of easy when it comes to following people. I'm curious. I want to know what they're up to. Sometimes I'll follow like 20 people in a day, but obviously they're not necessarily following me back. So I'm wondering, is this bad Insta practice? Should I be more selective with my followers? Guys, am I slutty when it comes to Instagram? (laughs) How many people? So I follow 2,713 people. So when I saw this question, I I looked at that too. I have no idea who probably like two-thirds of them are, Mm -hmm. but I never... Here's the I don't think I've ever in my life, I shouldn't say never in my life, it's pretty rare that I'm like thinking of a person and I'm like, I wonder what they're up to when I follow them on Instagram. I think that I'm a little bit of like a, not a narcissist, but like self-involved. Like I just don't think I'm like that, but if anytime, if you know me, if you tell me about a new company or a new person, the first thing I do is follow them on Instagram. I haven't Googled a person Mm -hmm. in a hundred years. The first thing I do is follow them on Instagram. And if I can't find them immediately on Instagram, a company, it could be any kind of company. Uh If I can't find them, like, forget it. um, So (laughs) I follow people on Instagram when I hear about them, when I hear about a movie or I hear about a restaurant or a store Uh or a person. The first Uh thing I do is follow them on Instagram. Um... So and you always way, follow, even if you're like, oh, I'm hearing about this, yeah, I'm going to follow them. I, it is literally Some people are so selective with their followers. I'm sorry. I don't know anyone who follows. Nobody knows that you follow them. The only time people pay attention to this is Some people do, when you're though, dating. Rachel. You know what? No. Some people are very, very attuned to this. Who my cares? friend, my very good friend, Brian, I'm going to call you out. He told me that he unfollowed me recently. He's very, like, curated with his Instagram. And he was like, it was just, like, too much, like, beauty stuff. And I was like, that's really rude, A of all. And I unfollow people all the time, but I'm not worried that they would notice. Yeah, so I didn't even notice until he told me. Because, like, why would I? And then he, like, is one of those people who, like, curates his Instagram very well and, like, deletes pictures. There are people like this who, like, they go through their followers and they delete pictures. And I'm just like, I mm-hmm. don't, I don't got time I for that. I unfollow people. Here, I, I go in my feed mm-hmm. and if I see something really random, random and ugly, yes, I will unfollow. I'll unfollow it. I also hide people on Facebook. If you go oh. on Facebook and you're telling me about your feelings, I will hide you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about your, um, you won't unfriend. No, it's too much work. Yeah. It's just easier to hide the post. And I know enough about the Facebook algorithm that I know I'll stop seeing it. Yes. I don't want to know about your feelings on Facebook. It <laughs> makes me uncomfortable. I have like, um, how do you call that with like the Ben Stiller movies where you're embarrassed for someone else? Oh, um, 
Uh, I need to look it up. Um, like situational embarrassment or something it's called. <laughs> Embarrassed um, for someone else. Meaning. meaning uh, Facepalm, no. There's like a Friend word. shaman. No. There's no? something. It's like when you're watching Meet the Fockers and you like feel bad for Ben Stiller. There's like a word for this. This is what embarrassed because someone else is no, embarrassed. There's like a, it'll come to me, but but so I have that a lot. When I'm on Facebook or Instagram and someone's sharing something like really emotional, mm-hmm. um, vicarious shame, is that it? Vicarious embarrassment, maybe. I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable, so I hide them. Um, <laughs> so I hide on Facebook. I unfollow on Instagram if I. So like maybe sometimes I would have okay. I'm at a breakfast and someone tells me about a person. Mm-hmm. So I follow them on Instagram because I want to learn more about them. And then I'm following them. And then a week later, there's like three pictures in a row of like some weird family thing. They right. did, then I'll unfollow yeah. them. But on Instagram, it's easy to unfollow. Facebook, it's too much work. Mm-hmm. But I think the point is you should follow whoever you want. Who cares? Yeah. They're probably not going to notice you follow them or not. I think the only time this is different is like when people are dating. Mm-hmm. And sometimes my friends give me the feedback. They're like, you've been... You've known Justin since you were five. You've never dated as an adult. You, like, don't understand. Yeah. Like, you don't ever... Like, I've like never... Like, social media dating etiquette. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. I've never been in that situation where I'm, like, posting a picture where I know I look good for someone else to see it because Justin yeah. doesn't have Instagram. Right, yeah. Justin, like, doesn't use the internet. Yeah. That's not true. Oh, there were definitely times when I would, like... Yeah. Post a selfie just to, like... For sure, which I'm not... if my crush would like... Yeah, I think in those situations it can be tricky. Like, you mm-hmm. have to be careful who you're following and what you're liking when you're, yeah. like, dating. Yeah. But, like... Yeah. Not otherwise. Yeah. My friend, this reminds me, like, just, like, following, unfollowing, like, blocking people and, like, whatever. So, for my birthday party... Yeah. My amazing friend, Kate, who works for Facebook in London, yeah. surprised me. She was in New York already, but, like, surprised she me. She was at your party? Yeah, yeah, and she came from London and, like, surprised me at my birthday party. That's insane. And she was like, I was like, how did you do this? She was like, I blocked you from my Instagram uh, story. <laughs> so you wouldn't see. So, see, that's really smart. <laughs> I also don't post, um, like, when I'm on vacation for that reason, because I'm just, like, I don't need people. I mean, I do, yeah. but I do it later. I'll take pictures and stuff all day and do yeah. it later, because I just, like, don't need people to know, yeah. like, where I am mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, we got, we're getting a little B-side-y, but we're I answering your questions, so I think it's okay. Yeah. Um, I think also, okay, if you're thinking about it from, like, a brand perspective, because this is something that I, like, everyone asks me this all the time. How many like, people should brands follow? Yes. Sure. Like, what okay. should the ratio be? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And when I worked in fashion, it was, like, very much a thing that, like, yeah. people cared about. Okay. I understand that. Like, you, if you have a, more of an elevated brand image, you might want to be, like, very selective sure. with who your followers are. It's like an eye roll, but I get, I, it's, yeah. I don't, But I even understand. Chen, even, like, she was, like, at one of the Instagram, like, fashion masterclasses, she was, like, Everyone needs to stop caring about, like, being cool on Instagram. Yeah. Like... Oh, 100%. You should engage with your followers, even if you are a fashion brand. A thousand percent. Like, but if I was Chanel, I would engage with my followers, but I might only... And I would follow people who tag Chanel, but maybe only cool people who tag yes. Chanel. Like, I get it. Like, mm-hmm. you can do, like, the top echelon or yeah. something. I understand that. Yeah. But... Uh-huh. But yeah, like lo- we, I log in. Caitlin does more than me, obviously, but as Love Story TV and like and comment yeah. on just like wedding content, totally, and the people that we follow. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, like, you should. A rule of thumb is to not follow more people than you have followers. So on Twitter, every day, 
like, I'm not super active on Twitter, but, like, maybe I'll look at it, like, every day or every couple days or whatever. Mm -hmm. And when people follow me and I see that they have an equal number of followers to Mm -hmm. follows, I know that they're, um, don't care about the people they follow. Or Mm -hmm. they're just, like, these self-help kind of people. Yes. They're, like, Gary V. wannabes. Right. Like, the Gary V. wannabes. Yeah will have, like, 200,000 followers, mm-hmm. and they'll follow 200,000 people. Mm-hmm. And I would never follow them back because I'm like, you don't care. Like, you don't care about me. You're not following yeah. You just did this for... And it's not even yeah. an uncool thing. It's just, like, a spammy, it's like, rude. bad... Yeah. yeah. It's, like, love stories to be... I don't know who every... How many people does love stories to be follow? Like, when you're a new brand, you kind of follow everyone who talks mm-hmm. about you and whatever. Like, yeah. okay, love stories to be follows... 2,400 people. So, like, we don't know who all those 2,400 people are, mm-hmm. but we're not following seven. If you if I, we followed 17,000 people, it would mean we were doing that just mm-hmm. to get followbacks, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. So, I don't think you're slutty I don't think Instagram. you're slutty either. I think it's so uh, okay, that's the A side of A side, and you got a little, you got, we got a little, we B, got a little B, B yeah. Um, so this was episode nineteen, A side. Please keep your questions coming. Yeah, we love answering them so much. And if you're new, you know the A side. We try to keep things a little more strictly to like the questions that come in. Mm-hmm. Um, we know y'all are busy professionals. Yeah. And the B side, we talk more about, like, whatever we feel like talking about, and we play games and suggest mm-hmm. people to follow. And, like, mm-hmm. um, our informal analytics and data science tells us that <laughs> most people are listening to both. Yeah. But I think, um, can I, can we, should we read that comment? We won't say who it's from. Someone yeah. sent us today. You guys. What? Let's toot our horn. Let's toot it. Okay. Toot-toot. We got a message from someone today. This was such a lovely, lovely comment. That said, where is it? I can't wait to play games on the B-side also. Someone messaged us today and said... Oh, I think it was in your text. Oh. Group text. Dark social. Dark social. I'm so sorry. I might have been to Instagram (laughs) looking for it. You guys, great episode 18. I love listening to these because I feel like it keeps me sharp on all this stuff and more confident on my opinions going back to the team on things. You guys are the best. Keep it up. So many Yay. feelings on referrals. That was a callback to our last episode, 18. And like, I always text my team mid-listen about stuff you mention. I'm like, we need to talk Instagram story ads or let's revisit referrals. Yay! Oh, that's so like cool. the best. I know. We're so happy. We want to Give us feedback. Yeah. So Please. email us at doyoufollowpodcast at gmail.com. You can also DM me at J Delphine and Rachel at Rachel Joe Silver. And we love answering these, like seriously. And it, especially like the super specific tactical ones, it's like such a fun challenge for us to like break down and uncover. So yeah, totally. thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe and rate us in the iTunes yeah, store. Yeah, leave some reviews. Yeah. I feel like our pod, like, we have a lot of downloads and we're getting a lot of good feedback. So, like, if you rate and review us, even more people will discover yes, it. Yes, please do. And then we'll get famous. Tell your friends about us. And let us know. Okay, we did we did two sponsorships already. Mm-hmm. And we just finished our second sponsorship. So, if you want us, if you want to sponsor the pod and we'll yeah. talk about you. There are opportunities available. Yeah. Our calendar has recently become available. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye. Bye.